Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. Futuristic thinking, imagining, envisioning, projecting, and predicting what has not yet been realized. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, alongside Ron Price. Ron, great to be with you. Good to be with you, Dale. So this is uh, this is the second in a series that we're doing on futuristic thinking in this concept. And during our initial episode, if you haven't had a chance, definitely go back and listen to that. But uh, during that initial episode, you said this idea of futuristic thinking is one of the areas that a leader often struggles with most, and you have the data around that as well. So let's give a quick recap in that arena and and what to do to overcome that. Yeah, we have several different studies that show us that of all the leadership skills that we work on helping leaders develop, this is the one that starts off being the least developed. And I think there are good reasons. I think futuristic thinking is always imprecise. It's, it's kind of hard to get your mind wrapped around. We like to work in details, in facts, in data, and you can't do that as much as much with futuristic thinking. Plus, we live in a society that's focused on what am I going to get done today, and so many of us are controlled by the tyranny of the urgent, and futuristic thinking is almost never urgent, but it's very important. So these are reasons why I think it's an underdeveloped skill. It's not because people can't develop it. They can So in our first podcast about this, we talked about if you read other futurists, they begin to help you think about the future more clearly. And then we talked also about the idea that you can begin to think about the future by going in increments. So you just say, what am I going to do this week, this month, this quarter, this year, and keep pushing the boundaries out. And you understand that it's not going to be completely at, you're not really predicting the future, you're thinking about the future so that you're better prepared for it when it arrives. Absolutely. So uh, since we've we've got that now as the foundation, what are some other ways that we can start to grow our ability to be a futuristic thinker? And, and I think it's great, Dale, for us to spend some time developing multiple ways so that when our listeners identify the method of developing futuristic thinking that comes naturally for them that they enjoy, just give it to that because any one of these is going to help you. So the next suggestion I have for our conversation today is hang out with futuristic thinkers. Think about the people that you hang out with that always seem to be talking about the future or they seem to enjoy, they've got a lot of enthusiasm about new things that are happening or they may be the first people who go buy some new gadget or they're talking about that gadget, or uh, we share some friends in common that I'm thinking of right now. And if I think of, of this spectrum of thinking where at one end of it on the left end is the practical, very pragmatic, what do I need to do today thinker? And at the other end of it is the mad scientist who's thinking about, or they're like a science fiction thinker. They're thinking about the possibilities that we can't even imagine yet. You're looking for people that are more toward that end of the spectrum. And every one of us has two or three or four or five people that we know that are that way. Intentionally figure out times to get together and have a cup of coffee or to find out what they're doing or what they're reading and just hanging out with them is contagious. It'll begin to get on you. So I think that's a great way that you can develop your futuristic thinking skills as well. If you go back and and journal about what you talked about, that anchors it. It reinforces it even further. Mm, I was gonna say, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Yes. Yeah. 
So by purposefully, and you use the word intentionally, identifying somebody who keeps their, sometimes we call them head in the clouds. They're the ones that are looking to the future and thinking about what's going on and what's coming up next. That can definitely help. Yeah. And it's not just that they have their head in the clouds, but you can also look for people who it's their job to work on the future. Mm -hmm. It's their job to work on new products or it's their job to open up a new market. Those people tend to have higher developed futuristic thinking skills. And by hanging out with them, you'll develop them as well. And then I think another part of that is pay attention to the people that are sort of on the fringe. And what I mean by that, the contrarian thinkers. So you've got all these people talking about where the economy's at. Pay attention to the person who has the opposite opinion. Or one of the areas where I've seen this a lot is in the area of healthcare. Ask yourself, who are the alternative thinkers? Who are the people who are trying to reinvent or think about healthcare differently? For years, we would think that the, uh, the original version of that would be what we would call snake oil salesmen. If you go all the way back into the late 1800s and the 1900s, it was the people who tra- traveled from town to town and offered us these magical cures. Well, yes, the, tr- the truth is a lot of that is con. A lot of it is people that we shouldn't be trusting. But if you look at the history of healthcare, Every new significant advance in healthcare has come from an alternative thinker. It's not come from somebody who's in the status quo. It's come from somebody who's thinking about doing it differently. And if their motive is pure, if they're going to be exploring these alternatives and eventually they're going to find new ways of doing things. To me, healthcare is such an amazing field of futuristic thinking right now. And I love to be a little bit further out there. So often when I'm working with an executive team on strategic planning, I want to get them to not be so anchored in what's happening today and to be more visionary about what could be happening in five or 10 years from now. We do develop 10-year plans when we do our strategic planning. And one of the ways I'll get them ready for that is I'll say, here, let me just give you some examples of what's going on right now. 12 years ago, 15 years ago, somewhere in that range, somebody took somebody's DNA from their saliva and they grew a new bladder for them from their own DNA. And they had surgery and instead of a transplant with somebody else's bladder, they put, they put a bladder in that was essentially theirs because it came from their DNA. That person still is using that bladder successfully today. The projection from people who do this kind of work is that by 2030, they'll be able to take your DNA and grow a new heart for you. There, there's experiment, experimentation going on right now, growing new limbs. It's amazing what's happening in healthcare that if we study it, it begins to help us to realize that the future is broad and full of opportunity. And whatever field we're in, whether it's healthcare or it's in manufacturing or whatever it's in, for me in leadership, we need to be thinking at that broad of a level in developing our futuristic thinking skills because that change is going to happen and it's going to probably happen quicker than we believe is possible. Uh, what I hear you saying is that almost a self-check that if if I'm talking with somebody and, and their ideas make me feel a little uncomfortable and they're stretching me, it's a good conversation to be having and to push, push through, I push think, through the discomfort. I think it's great. And it doesn't mean that you all of a sudden devote your budget and totally change your organization strategy accordingly, but let them begin to condition your thinking so that you become a better futuristic thinker. So all of that's this context of look for the contrarians, look for the people who are alternative thinkers in their industries and let that get you to be thinking broader as well. And we have a good friend and a person you work with a lot by the name of Evans Baia, who's really good. Yeah. 
at being a futuristic thinker. Yeah, that, so this is another example of how I think you could develop your futuristic thinking skills. Evans and I wrote a book together called The Innovator's Advantage, where we're looking at the whole process of innovation. So innovation is creating new value that is solving a problem or addressing an opportunity that's out there. And uh, Evans was really the, the driving force behind this, and he pulled me into it and said, let's collaborate, let's work on this together, Ron. And the beginning of this process of understanding innovation, creating new value, is you identify problems that are not currently being solved. Problems that people have or a product that doesn't do everything it could do or a service that's falling short. Or you identify opportunities that you see. So Evans identified, and we wrote about in this book, these six stages that you go through, which are a blueprint for futuristic thinking. The first stage is identify the problems and opportunities. The second stage is define them, go deeper into them. The third stage is begin to develop some potential solutions or new ways of addressing it. The fourth stage is go ahead and verify it. The fifth stage is now you deploy it, and the sixth stage is now you scale. This is futuristic thinking made science, made scientific. So it's a great way to develop your futuristic thinking skills to get that book. And every one of those stages that we've identified, we've said this is the purpose in this stage. These are the deliverables. This is what you should get out of this stage. These are the tools that you use for how to do it. And then we take it one step further and we say, these are the traits, the characteristics, the talent, the skills, the passions that will help somebody master this stage. So that whole book is an expression of futuristic thinking. Fantastic. And uh, you can find that book anywhere. It's The Innovator's Advantage by Evans Baia and Ron Price. And also available on Audible. Oh, and, fantastic. And what I would love, Dale, is uh, as our listeners read that book or do some of the other things that we've been talking about around futuristic thinking, if they'd write to us, if they'd write to me, you can either write to me at ron at price-associates.com or you can write at, to info at price-associates.com. Write to us. Let us know what your experiences are. If you have questions, let us know. We love every time we get something from one of our listeners. Absolutely. One of the fun things that uh, I was I was part of a group where you were doing uh, a a session and you led us through the ideation process, which was a powerful way to start being a futuristic thinker as well. Yeah, that's right. Why don't we talk about that in our next podcast? Should we do that? Yes. All right. So that'll be the next edition. We're going to dive into the idea of ideation and how to start thinking futuristically from that perspective. This is the Complete Leader Podcast. What we'd appreciate you doing is going in and uh, rating and reviewing the podcast. Just use your favorite podcast listening app. If it's iTunes, you can go right there. While you are there, be sure you are subscribed to the podcast so that you get the, the new edition each and every week when we upload it. That way you don't miss one of these. And uh, th we're in the midst of this conversation about futuristic thinking. And we have one more episode where we're going to dive into it even deeper coming up next week. So be sure you are subscribed. This is the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org.